lift up. Hallelujah, Father. We lift up the financial blessings, Father, right now for the kingdom, Father, right now, Lord. Holy God, open up hearts to give, Father. Holler so the gospel can be preached across the world, Father, right now, Lord. Oh, we lift this up to you, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Everyone that gives, Father, those that have to give, those that don't have to give, Father, bless right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Lord. Multiply, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. So we lift this offering to you this morning, Lord. Holy God, offering the praise. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you this morning. We get to give this morning, Father. As people give this morning, Father, hallelujah. Let them give with grateful hearts this morning, Father. Right now, Lord, multiply this, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. Right now, Lord, so the ministry can be preached across the world, Father, right now. So the gospel can reach every nation, Father, and then reach every person in Jesus' name, Father. Holy God, we lift this offering to you this morning, Father. Have your way with it, Father. It's your money, Father. Do what you want to do with it, Lord. Let us be good stewards of the money, Father. Right now, Lord, give us direction. Give us wisdom, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. We lift this up to you, Father. Have your way with it, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. Right now, multiply it, Father. Hallelujah for the kingdom to grow, Father. Right now, to reach the laws, Father. Those that are hurting right now, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Holy God, holy God, multiply it, Father. Hallelujah, you're the only one that can multiply it, Father. Supernatural multiplication, Father, right now in Jesus' name. We declare it right now, right now, it's multiplied a thousand folds, Father, right now, Father. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you all the glory. We surrender it to you, Lord. Do what you want to do, Father. Bring those that are lost, Father, right now. That this money may reach the gospel, Father. To preach the gospel everywhere, Father. Hallelujah. Reach the laws, Father, in Jesus' name. And we give you all the glory, all the power in Jesus' name, Father. Hallelujah. Have your way with it, Lord. just feel like we're just going to keep this prayer going right up into service. I know sometimes we finish early to allow some fellowship, but I'm just feeling this morning we're going to keep praising him. We're going to keep praying over this service right now. Just agree with us in prayer. God's power over this place. Ministering to souls. Ministering to those that come. Pray with us right now. Jesus. Jesus, come. Jesus, come. Come and minister. Minister to the brokenhearted today. Minister to the hurting in this place. Minister powerfully to those here. Those that need, the needs that are in here, God, you can meet. Meet those needs. Jesus. Jesus. For the hurting and the despair, those that are in despair, minister to by you. Calling out to you. God, create an atmosphere in this place of people free to call out to you. Calling out to you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, come. Jesus, come. Jesus, minister. Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, Lord. Come on, right now be praying let's be praying over worship right now be praying over our worship time over our worship team god we lift up our worship team to you jesus walking in your anointing led by you today worship led by you mighty god
anointing on this team. Jesus, anointing on Let's pray over the congregation, over everyone coming. Freedom to worship, freedom to engage in worship. Right now, pray with us in agreement on that. That everybody that comes can engage in worship. Nothing held back in worship. Mm, God, we pray that. We pray a freedom, a culture, an atmosphere here. An atmosphere of freedom and worship. Freedom to praise, freedom to jump, to dance, to lay on the floor, whatever it is, we pray that freedom. Yet you, Holy Spirit, can bring that. You, Holy Spirit, can break that, that resistance to just engage in freedom. Freedom in worship in this place, mighty God. Freedom here. Holy God, bring freedom. Even now, just be praising Him. Even now, praise Him. Praise Him even now. Praise you, mighty God. Find something to thank Him for. Find something to praise Him for. We praise you, God. We praise you, holy God. We praise you, King of Kings. We praise you, Lord of Lords. We praise you for what you're doing, what you have done in this place. We praise you for what you've done in this place already. We praise you for more of that, more of what you've done in this place. More of it, mighty God. Come on, Holy Spirit, pour out. Come on, love on us. Love on us. Love on the people in this place. God, today a love poured out on people in this place. A love poured out. Come on, pour out that love. Come on, pour it out. Holy God. Holy God. Holy God. Holy God, we thank you. Holy God, we praise you. Praise you for what you're doing here. We praise you, mighty God.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to sing this bridge, guys. Sing this with me. And all the powers of darkness tremble at what they've just heard. Cause all the powers of darkness can't drown out a single word. It's all the powers of darkness tremble at what they just heard. Cause all the powers of darkness they can't drown
as they go to lay their head on their pillows, as they go to sleep, that they would hear your voice, God, like never before in Jesus' name. Play a minute and let you listen.
just wanted to kind of share what he put on my heart right there. And the only way I could express how this is supposed to look, this walk is supposed to look, this relationship is supposed to look, is I kept thinking of my wife. And we're married, right? And that doesn't change anything. We're married, right? I've been married 31 years almost. Yeah, that's good. But here's the thing. This last week, she spent time at our granddaughter's house, right? So there was a distance there. Yes, and she went down to Florida to be with her dad. And there's a distance there. It didn't change that we were married. What changed is how close we were, how intimate we were, right? So what I realized is when she came home, everything changes, right? The closer she got to home, everything changes inside of me. The comfort level changes, our love changes. Everything gets better when she's closer. And as I kept thinking about this with the Lord, I'm going, man, he just wants us closer to him. It's like a bridegroom and his bride. Like, he just wants us closer to him. And when he comes close, we just wraps his arms around us. Come on, he'll love us. And the closer you are to that, the better everything gets. Man, and even when he's far away and you feel distant, it doesn't mean you're not married to him. See, it doesn't change that aspect of, of, of the marriage. What it changes is how close you are to him. The closeness is what it's all about. I love my wife, but I love my wife a whole lot more when I can wrap my arms around her. All right? And we love him. Ah, and he loves us. But man, he can love us so much more when he wraps his arms around us. And we let him do that because he wants to. How willing are you to let him do that? How willing are you to walk that close to him and, and love on him? Think about this. Look, I think about the disciples. Some disciples, they were all disciples, but one climbed up in his lap. One listened to his heartbeat. One actually felt the love beat out of his chest. They all had an opportunity to do it, but only one did. Come on. Don't miss an opportunity to draw so close to him right now. Because mm. whatever you came in with today, Man, he can make it better with a hug. That's yes. all he wants to do. He can make it better. Mm. So just cast all those cares on him right now. Let's spend some time close to him right now. Let's just enter into that. Let's let him just love on us for a second. Draw close to him. You don't have to keep him at an arm's length. You can let him come right in. You can climb up right in his lap. Come on, feel his love this morning. Let's just take a moment and sit in that. Let him love on you. Let him hug you. And if you really want to, you can be like one of the disciples and hug him back because that's kind of important. So come on, let's do that for a second. This moment here, hold on. There was a vision that was given. We were looking over some stuff, and he gave us a vision of a line, like line dancing. And we were all unified, and we were praising it, but it was like a line dance. And he showed a whole like gymnasium full of people slow dancing and they all had Jesus with them everybody was just embraced with him and that's what he said he reminded me of John 15 I am the vine you are the branches so just connect in your unique vine uh, your branch whatever branch you are is very unique he wants you to connect into his love he is the vine so that's that intimate moment where it's just you and him He's outside of time, so he can come to each of us right now. There's no, we're in time, but he's not. He can come to you in your heart right now. Just have that moment with him. 
turn a clock back. I can, I can turn a river backwards. And he said, I know the time for you and what you've been praying for. He said, don't be discouraged. For I knew you walked this journey before you walked that journey. And in my perfect timing, things are perfected. They are not lessened. It's not premature. The birthing of that time is precious and before the Lord Jesus Christ. He loves you. We trust him. Thank you, Yeshua.
is so much greater than anything I need of. Want to mow your heart? Come on, Aaron. Pull me a little closer. Take me a little deeper. Want to know your heart? I want to know your heart. Cause your love is so much sweeter than anything.
sat here, tongues of fire just sat on every head and began to consume every thought, every belief, every heart motive, every place of brokenness and pain, every place where you've been injured, the fire of the Holy Ghost goes in and knows exactly what to do to purify and consume it. That's what we need.
And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. In other words, it was through the anointed one that God had, was shepherding the world, not even keeping records of their transgressions. And he has entrusted us to the ministry of opening the door of reconciliation to God. We are, the, we are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world. And through God, we're tenderly, I'm sorry, tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. The reconciliation is once we understand who he is and see him right, through our lips we tell other people how to see him right. That's reconciliation. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf to turn back to God and reconcile to him for God made the only one who did not, who did not sin to become sin. God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. Come on. Mm. And that's what he did for us. Come on. Woo. We can get a little more excited over that. I got to tell you. <laughs> Come on. says he cast your sin off as far as the east is from the west and it's proved he proved that because he did that with Abraham David was a man after God's own heart and we know what he did I'm not going to rehearse it all we know the things he did but he repented his is recorded whereas Abraham's is not necessarily recorded but David's is so if you want to be a man after God's own heart then I would suggest you go into the Psalms like what David did you know, because it all starts with the word, people. And we have a promise from Jesus himself. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So if we find that word, 
Father, I want your heart like David had your heart. I want to know your heart like Sarah knows your heart. I want to know your heart like Pastor knows your heart. Then you can, but you got to put that word out there because unless you ask, you're not going to get nothing. Come on, let's receive that this morning. Woo! Ken, you got anything? I just figured I'd ask you while I was up here. You good? <laughs> mm, come on. I love it, man, when God starts speaking and, and using everybody in the house. Man, we're a family. We all hear different ways and hear different things. And uh, that's what this is. This is all about, that we can come together. Um, but, man, I know I love y'all, and I know he loves y'all. So, Let's just be thankful this morning about who he is. Um, I want to pray right now. Just we're going to pray over the service, but we're going to pray over these kiddos and release them off. Um, we'll pray for a good time to receive offering. It's a, a, in the middle of worship. Why not? Like, like, come on, let's worship him some more. So, Father, right now, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We, thank you. we love you so much. Mm, we love you so much, and we thank you, Father. So, Father, right now we just lift up our kiddos to you, Father, this generation, Lord. Love on them, Father, as they leave to go off to the children's side of the house. Father, we ask you to bless them, Father. Give them wisdom and knowledge, Lord. Man, just, man, teach them how loved they are this morning, Father. Father, we just know they're going to change generations and generations just through that generation. So thank you, Father, for that. We thank you for them. So bless those teachers. Bless our pastors back there. We just love you, Lord. We thank you for them. And Father, we just, man, we just, I thank you for this morning, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in here. Continue to have your way. Continue to do what you want to do. Father, we, we lift up offering to you right now as we, we want to worship you that way, Lord. And we just, we surrender that to you, Lord. And we, we know that, that, that you have a plan for everything, Lord. So I just ask you to speak to those that need that word spoken to him this morning. And Father, we just love you that much that we want to give and bless you and thank you for everything you've done to us. Oh, so thank you for that, Father. We thank you for what you're doing in this house, through this house, that you're using us as a tool for this community, Father God. You're just going to bless people through us, not only in this community, in this country, in this world, Lord, what you're doing. So we thank you for that. We thank you that we get to be part of that. So, Father, continue to move in that direction. We just love you, Lord. We ask you to bless this offering this morning. We surrender everything to you. Have your way in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give. Let's take about a 10-minute break. We'll be right back. Get some coffee. Use the restroom. Say hi to somebody. This one thing 
Take me deeper 
find your freedom. I'm all you'll ever need. So draw a little bit closer. Breathe a little bit deeper. Come, you'll find your freedom. I'm all
Morning. Come on, how's everybody doing? I gave y'all a little extra time and I didn't even like get mad at you. So come on in. Tell all those people out there, Kevin, they can come on in. We're waiting on them. I'll tell you. Give an inch, they take a mile. Oh, man. Come on. Good morning. Good morning, man. It's good to be here. It's good to see everybody, man. God is moving in a mighty way, isn't he? Come on. It's so good. So good. Thank you all for being here. Um, look, if you're new, we love to do this, but if you're new, no, I'm not going to make you stand up. No. <laughs> do me a favor, fill out a connect card for us. Uh, that'll let us know you're here. Just gives us a little bit of information. We can reach out to you. We can talk to you. We can pray for you. We can give you understanding of who we are, what we do, why we do it. Uh, they have a digital one that'll be up on the screen. There it is. You can snap that thing or you can go fill out one on a connection point, big wooden desk in the foyer. We'd love to have you fill that out. This way we can actually um, reach out to you. You can't do that. If we didn't know you're here, we can't reach out to you and say hello. So uh, please do that. If you want more information about who we are, you can download our app. That's that one right there. So you can take a picture of that one. Did everybody get the one for the connect card? We can go back. <laughs> All right, good. He went, he went through. There you go. Good. Look, you're on it today, Roman. Come on, let's give it up for our production team. Everybody thinks production's easy till you sit back there. When you sit back there, you realize that I don't stick to scripts and I go everywhere and they got to keep up and figure out what's going on. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you all so much for that. Uh, love to have you. I want to go through a couple things. If uh, uh, Just things going on. Our kingdom classes every single Sunday at 9 o'clock. Uh, we thank you guys for showing up for these. Um, so, yeah, look, this is, uh, for everybody that doesn't know Kingdom Class, people used to do Sunday schools, all that stuff. We call it Kingdom Classes. We're going to talk about stuff that we don't usually get to talk about in here. Uh, today we had Finding Joy. Holly Bandy taught Finding Joy. Come on. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not going to speak about them, but I'm only going to speak about them if the Holy Ghost tells me I need to speak about them. Does that make sense? So if God says move, then I'll talk about him. But if not, he's talking to other people. And we have plenty of teachers in this house, plenty of people that can share a word. So if God's speaking to you and you've got something you want to share, come talk to me. We'll get you on the schedule. Um, next week, it'll be spiritual gifts uh, with Nicole Guy. The following week will be the blessing of serving uh, with Miss Phyllis. So it's going to be awesome uh, to come out and see what that is. Guys, show up at 9 o'clock and uh, come hang out with us. We'd love to have you. It's right over here in the annex. So instead of coming in the main door, go over to the side door. We got a little building attached to the church. We call it an annex. That's what that is. Uh, so be over there. We do have small groups that meet all over the place. So if you want to know what's going on any day of the week, right there. Um, you can find out about them. You can talk about them with other people. Uh, great gatherings from men's Bible studies to women gatherings to, to all kinds of couples things. We've got stuff here at the church. We've got stuff for young adults. Um, so... Look, that thing's going, I just love that one. So there's something about that. Uh, just love it. So everything there, we got stuff going on. So pretty much every day of the week. So if you're looking to get involved, looking to get to, get to meet other people, do life with other people, uh, this is a good way to do it. So you can always take a snapshot of that or just, I think it's posted pretty much everywhere in the church. If anybody goes to the bathroom, I think it's in the bathroom. So there you go. Uh, 
we put it everywhere so you can't, you can't miss it. Um, and then we got our praise in the park uh, that's coming up on the 21st again. Guys, this will be the sixth time, six months in a row we do praise in the park. Come down, uh, worship with us. Please, look, you're missing out on something mighty. God is moving in a mighty way in the city, and he's doing that through the praise and the worship in the park. It is echoing across the place. It is moving. I mean, people that are just go down to the park to be on the playgrounds and stuff, they're wandering over. We got people coming in that are hearing it at their houses. Um, it's just phenomenal. We team up with multiple different churches, and we just worship y'all. And uh, I'm telling you, I, I really believe God wants us to take the city back and we're doing that through worship and praise. And we're going to do that by expressing who he is uh, in this city. So people know him. So they need to feel, they need to feel his love and he's, they're going to do that through us. And that's big. Um, let's see. I think, uh, let's see. We always, what's that? Food pantry. Yeah, put that one up there. There it is. Our food drop is going to be Thursday the 26th. So that's the, if you don't know, we don't have a food pantry in the church, but we sponsor and are part of uh, the, the Welcome Center Food Pantry in Millbrook. So we do that. They give away food all the time, but on the, the fourth Thursday of every month, this one's going to be the 26th, we meet down near Air Now parking lot right now, and we get about 300 people show up in cars. We get to pray over every single one of them and spend time with every single one of them. And then we hand out a whole truckload of food and bless people. And uh, it's just a phenomenal time. Uh, so if you can spend time in the morning on Thursday, come on out. We have people that take off work for that and just come down to pray over people and love on people. Uh, it is so good. We have got to know them now. We've been doing that for a while. So now when you meet people, their lives are changing just through prayer, just through being there. They have smiles on their faces. Uh, now you're going up and, and instead of them going, pray for this, pray for that, because my life's a wreck. They're like, man, God's good. And I'm like, come on. So that's, and the, the more people that understand that, the more people that are filled with him and his love and they go out shining the same way we're shining, man, we're gonna change this thing. Like this can happen. People can change. Um, and this city can change. And we're gonna do it through that. A good thing going on, I want your prayers on this because this is huge. Um, they've been in a small um, building in downtown Millbrook. And right now they are going through a process. Can I share that, Mike? You're our board member. Not the location. Found a building that's big enough. Price was cut a lot, a lot, uh, and hopefully we can close on it in a month. So I'm just going to put it that way. And it's going to do everything the food pantry can possibly do, including a place for ministry, including all kinds of stuff. It's Guys, he's moving, and, and uh, I love it because it's going to free them up from being underneath the city because the city owns the building they're in, right? So it gives them that, that freedom to go do what they want to do. They won't have to do that food drop anymore, which the only reason why they do that one is because of the cold food, fresh food products, stuff like that. They can't store that in the actual um, where they're at. They don't have enough refrigerators and everything. This is going to give them the ability to hand out fresh food like that all the time. So they give out food every Thursday. This will allow them to do fresh foods and all that all the time, continue to, to, to pour into this community. And every, every month, it seems like the numbers are growing. So I don't know if they're in the 300s now. 265 families, right? Yes, 265 families in the community that are being fed every month. Come on, y'all. That's and <laughs> it's good stuff. And, and we pour into them. So 
we get to bless them monthly, but we also bless them with serving and, and, and helping them and, and all kinds of good stuff. So please, if you want to be part of that, be part of that. Uh, it's a great ministry to be part of. And we're changing lives, and that's what matters. That's what we're here for. Like, we are not here to stay inside this building. I don't know how many times I've said that, but this is not about a church structure. It's not about walls. It's about getting out from the walls. It's about going out in the community, blessing people, loving on people, showing them the love of Jesus, and changing the world. This happens to be a place we get to come together and worship together and grow together. But man, the point is to take it somewhere else, not here. Does that make sense? All right. All right, good. Because we're going to take it to Africa. Let me talk about that. So we got our mission to Africa coming up in February. Um, Aaron and I are going to be heading over there to represent the family. We're excited again to go back over to the orphanage. That uh, I, I was over there last August. So uh, thank you all who are contributing to that and making that, you know, it's, you have, you have made it uh, very easy now to help pay for the tickets and to, to cover the cost. There's still a lot of expenses, and we're still going to bless them when we go over there. Um, but, man, we have 165 kids over there in an orphanage that are being raised up and equipped, right, to, to not just live life, but to do life in ministry. So we're equipping them to share the gospel, to live the gospel, to be the gospel. And that's what we're doing. And because of that, lives are being changed. And we're taking over a land that has been filled with voodoo. So that's amazing stuff. Uh, that's what we're getting to do. And we're going in February. So uh, we all can't go, but the two of us are going and we'll bring back lots of video. I've already showed you three weeks full of video that we've done before. So I'm not going to do that today, but uh, you can be part of that. You can help that and you can, you can help make that an easy process for everybody. So please, if God speaks to you that way, then, then you can give to that. Um, whether it is, um, I'll even say this, God didn't say this before. We can even take over small things. Like I get so many suitcases and what they did last time is they took an extra suitcase and they were able to take a bunch of little things for these kids. So I'm thinking, you know, toothbrush, stuff like that, or little toys or something. Kids love them. You saw them with the streamers running around. Those were gifts we brought over. So what we do is we literally pack our stuff into one suitcase. The other suitcase we fill up with gifts for an orphanage, whatever that looks like, and then we go over there. Um, we're not there to bless them. That way we do. They love that, but they really just love to be loved. So we just go over and love them and uh, preach the gospel and, and, and do life with them, which is good. So um, appreciate everybody that, that, that gives with that and shares with that. That's amazing. Let me pray and we're going to jump into something. So we'll figure it out. Father, we love you. I thank you, Lord. And I thank you for today. I thank you that we get to do this as a family. I thank you for what you're doing in us and through us. And Lord, let this word be all of you, none of me. Father, touch my lips, touch my heart right now. And just have your way in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Whew. So this week I was reading um, Colossians. I was just diving through that again because I love that book and things started speaking to me. So then he just wouldn't leave me alone all week. So I just kept talking about it, trying to think about, Lord, what do you want me to talk about with this? Um, and what I realized is that as a pastor, one of the biggest questions everybody asks me about is the will of God. Like they want to know, like, do I do this? Uh, do I take this job? Do I move in this house? Do I buy this house? Uh, do I go to this school? Um, what do I do in my life? Well, you know, there's all these things and they come and they ask a pastor because they're like, hey, you're close to God. Like, tell me, like, like, like what's the will? That's a tough question, y'all. All right, that's a tough question. So as I was reading in Colossians, I was reading on this and I was like, man, I said, there's a lot of good stuff in there about this. So I said, maybe I should talk about that. And that's what I'm going to, today's going to be different. I'm not really going to preach today. I'm going to teach, I think. I want to give a little bit of teaching in here today about uh, understanding the will of God, how you can find that, how, how I go about it, how I process that. And it helps me. You're going to have your own way. 
Some of you, God might just speak really clear to you and you might hear his voice and that's awesome. Some other people don't do it that way. So I'm gonna give you some practical ways, some logical ways, maybe some stuff. Um, and it's not, this is, you can do whatever you want with it. <laughs> but I just believe that's what I'm supposed to share today because I think this is a big thing. Uh, even from who am I supposed to date? Who am I supposed to marry? Am I doing this? Everybody has these questions. They just don't know how to hear that word. So when Kevin came up and shared that, I was like, all right, Kev, we on the same page, man. Cause he didn't know what I was talking about. Cause I didn't know what I was talking about. Right. So you saying that just brought confirmation that, okay, we need to hear the word. We need, we need to hear his voice. We need to understand his will in our life. Right. And that's important. Right. Cause anybody ever had that question before? Look, I've been there. This happens a lot. I'll share a little bit with you. Um, because here's the, look, we are still in a series on shine because I just haven't changed it. But it all ties into shining in the community. It all ties in. You cannot go out in the community and shine and look like him and be like him and talk like him and walk like him and love like him if you don't even know his will. You understand? So we, if we're walking in his will when we do that, that's very easy. If we're not walking in his will when we're doing that, it's difficult. And all of a sudden it's work. Does that make sense? And we shouldn't be out working hard just to accomplish the mission of God. Like his job is to build the, he wants us to help build the kingdom. He wants people to understand who he is, how much he loves them. That is not a chore. That shouldn't be work. That should just flow out of us naturally when we're operating in his will. All right. Um, so I think that's what we're supposed to talk about. Um, I want to talk about this a little bit because I'll share. Some of you know these stories, some don't, but they're really quick examples. Um, buying this property. Okay, when we bought this property, we just didn't look at a building and go buy it. We actually rented this for a while. And then I got on my face and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and we sought counsel and we talked about things and we figured out how to raise money for that. We really wasn't raising money. We told you guys what we needed and within two weeks we had the money. So it wasn't like we had to figure, we, we don't raise money in church. Does that make sense? I'm sorry, I don't do that. So we don't, we don't do that kind of fundraising. Um, I believe if God tells us to do it, he's going to provide a way to do it. And that's important. And when we bought the back property, what was so cool about that was that, a real quick, short story. We wanted to buy the property. We needed the property in case we need, because we needed parking, uh, in case we ever wanted to, to expand. And the property came with two pieces. It came with a building and a property. And he wanted like $275,000 for that. And I was like, oh, and then the rent coming into the property right, that was rented, was going to cover the mortgage. So I thought, financially, smart decision. Can we do it? We talked about it. We agreed. We could probably do that. We talked to the bank. The bank said, you need $40,000 uh, for, or $45,000 for a down payment. And we're like, okay. So we raised the money. Came in here. I was getting ready to talk to the guy about buying the property. I was on my face. I'm praying every day. I'm like, Lord, speak to me. Lord, is this your will? If it's your will, make a way. Because we wanted the property, but we didn't want the hassle. We didn't, I didn't want to be a landlord, right? But we needed the property and it was attached to it. And then the guy comes in and first thing he tells me is I'm not selling. And I was like, well, Lord, <laughs> I had just asked you to make a way. And if it's your will, you'll find a way. And he's like, I'm not going to sell that building. And I was like, well, I guess that's good because I didn't want the building. I was like, but the building was going to pay the mortgage on the property that's behind it, the acre and a half or whatever we bought. And he goes, well, I tell you what, if you just want the property, then I'll just divide it up and just sell you the property. And I was like, well, how much is that? Because I know that we were depending upon the mortgage from that, you know, from the rent from that to pay it. And he goes, $40,000. And we had just received $45,000. 
So I was like, uh, okay, so we bought the property, right? So we got exactly what God wanted us to have without the hassle of a building to go with it. Does that make sense? But if we, were, if we weren't listening to God, if we weren't looking for his will and what we were going to do, we would have bought the whole thing. And then been stuck with repairing a building, taking care of a building, taking care of tenants, all that stuff. And what if they moved out? Then you're worried about other people renting it so you had money to pay. Look, God's like, I want you to have it, but just listen to me. I'll make a way. And it was nerve wracking. Can I tell you that? When you're on your face and you're praying and you're just like, what am I going to tell everybody? Well, he makes a way. So he did the same thing with even us becoming pastors. And he did the same thing with going to Africa. If he wants you to do something, he'll make a way. And he's, you just got to understand how to listen, right? How to hear, how to understand his will over your will. Because that's the biggest thing. All right, so when I talk about will, uh, the will of God, it really breaks down into two different ones. And I'll make this quick because I just don't want you to get confused. There's a sovereign will of God, which is the will of God of this is going to happen whether you like it or not. That's, that's the best way for me to explain sovereign will of God. He is God. This is going to happen. Kind of like Jesus dying on the cross. This is going to happen. You're not going to stop it. That's my will. Does that make sense? Sovereign will of God. Then I have what I think would, I, I call it like a, a prescriptive word of God or a perceptive word of God. You know, I like prescriptive because I think we get prescribed medicine from a doctor because it makes us good and we have a choice to use it or not. So if it's that will of God, then I think he gives us rules. He gives us um, guidelines. He tells us he wants us to obey. He wants us to walk in that because it's a good prescription for us. And if we actually do those things, right? If we actually do that, then we're gonna get healthy and whole and then his will is gonna come to pass. He, you know, so his will is for us to actually live a healthy, whole life, loving on him, following him as sons and daughters. He wants to bless us. He wants to use us to build the kingdom. He wants everybody to know about him. That's what we're here for, right? We're not here for us. We're here for him, right? So we do that through that will of God. There's, you can read up on wills of God and, and you'll probably find a whole bunch more. But when it comes to those big things, we have those two wills of God. So basically when people are asking, what do I do in this situation? Do I go to this school? What you're really asking is, well, Lord, is it your will for me to go to this school? Does that make sense? But what some people ask is, Lord, I want to go to this school. So I've made up my mind Will you bless it. That's different. We cannot walk into this relationship with the Lord saying, this is my way. Will you bless it? So you, the point is when we're asking for the will of God to be done in our life, it's got to be, Lord, you have your way. And I'm going to say yes. And what did we talk about last week? It's going to stretch me. It's going to be uncomfortable. He's going to push me in different directions. I'm probably not going to like it. It's not going to make people happy. But Lord, if that's what you want, then that's your will. But we always try to inject us into his will. Hmm. And we run into roadblocks and we wonder why it's not as blessed or it's harder to do or it's just difficult. It doesn't mean that if it's his will, it's going to be easy though. Does that make sense? So I don't want you to get the wrong perspective and go, well, I'm doing everything right. And if it's God's will, this will just be easy. I ain't got to do nothing. No, <laughs> you're still going to have to, 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 to put your foot to the plow and you're still going to have to do what he asked you to do. All right. Hmm. Because here's the thing, when, when you're walking in that kind of will, you have a choice. You can either obey or disobey. He gives you all the stuff laid out. I mean, it's in here, and I'll get into that, but 
If you want to know his will, it's right here. I don't think this is it, though. I think the Holy Ghost is going to speak to you through that because not everything's in there. God, where to go to college? Well, the Bible doesn't say anything about college. I guess I, I'm good. I can go wherever I want to go. Nope. Read the word. Understand the word. Understand the character of God and what he wants in your life. And then you'll have your answer. It won't say, Robert, you should do this. It won't say that. It'll say that to Ava because, you know. But it won't. <laughs> I'm excited about Robert right now. Robert's going to be sharing with the church at the end of the month on Student Sunday. See that? Don't come up to me and tell me you don't got anything yet because the Lord already told me you were speaking, so that means he's going to give you something. I just put you on the spot. Isn't that good? <laughs> Keep biting that nail. It won't be there in a second. <laughs> so here's what I'm talking I was in uh, Colossians. I was reading that, and so you know, this is where, you know, Paul's writing to these people. Um, him and Timothy are writing to these people, and he doesn't know. He's never been there. Like, that's the point of that whole thing. He's never been there. He doesn't know who they are. He's hearing about them. So, so God is listening, uh, or Paul's listening to people talk about them. He's listening to people come back saying, these guys are awesome. Like, you don't understand. They have huge faith. They're doing wonderful things. They love people. So Paul's like, well, I'm going to write them from prison and tell them to keep doing this because people were coming in and doing, trying to teach them the wrong way. Right? So what was going on is they were getting some false teachings coming in. And so they were getting a little, you know, sidetracked on what, God really wanted to do, God's will. All right, and they were getting caught up because people were teaching the wrong way. So all Paul's trying to do is say, hey, ha, I love you, but listen to me. Jesus is everything. If you want to know a book on Jesus, Colossians, go, go read it. It really talks about him really well. So I'm just going to read through some and talk about it real quick. And then I'm going to jump back into some processes for this. You guys good with that? So Colossians 1, um, I'm going to read 6 through 10 just because I believe I'm supposed to, and maybe something will come out of that. I know something is going to come out of it, but let's do that. Pick it up in verse three. It says, we always pray for you and we give thanks to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people. So I'll stop right there. It's a comma, but I'm going to stop. This is why. So he says, we always pray for you and give thanks to God for you, Right? Why? Because he's heard of their faith and their love for people. I think that's awesome that if you actually have the amount of faith they have and you have the love they have, people are going to hear about that. Like people that are seeking that are going to hear about that. People that need to know about that are going to hear about that. You don't have to go out and broadcast it to the world. The world's going to know because there's going to be fruit in that. I'm telling you, fruit is everything. But then it says, for your love for God's people... It says, verse five, which, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. So where does the faith and the love come from? It says from the confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. So they get it from hope because they've heard the gospel, because they believe what's in store for them. That's where all that comes from. Their hope comes from that. It says, you have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. So you have an expectation when you hear the good news, when you hear the gospel for the first time. I know when I heard it for the first time, it wrecked my life. I didn't believe it was true, but I believed it was true because I, I saw it and I felt, but I was like, is this possible that this is out there and I didn't know about it? 
That was my unbelief. I can't believe I didn't know about this. But there was something about that. So there, was, there, was a, there was something in my gut that was just overwhelmed with love and joy that I was just weeping. And I'm going, holy cow, like this is real. Like the love of God is real. Hmm, what he did by dying on a cross is real. And when you get that, it just, there's an expectation inside of you for what's going to come. Man, and, and when you live in that, when you walk in that, what's going on? Oh man, it comes out as love and it comes out as joy. Mm. It says the same good news that came to you is going out all over the world and is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. That same word, is going out. That same word is traveling out, right? And it's changing people's lives. Well, who's making the word travel out? <laughs> who's supposed to carry the word? Who's supposed to share it? We are. So once it's in us, it can't stay in us. You're not allowed to come around and walk around and not do anything with it. You're not allowed to just sit on it and say, thank you, Lord, you're absolutely amazing. This is all mine. Once it's in you, there's an expectation to come out of you and to go touch other people and love other people and understand what's going on. They're good out there. I already prayed over it. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Here we go. Let's move on. But anywhere, it's changing lives. Okay. And it's all about what? It says, since the day, lies from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. The grace of God is wonderful. It is so, so wonderful. Oh. I want to jump down to nine. I just wanted to share all that because that's kind of what's going on and what's happening there and why they're doing what they're doing. But in verse nine, it says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. And when I read that, I was like, wow, that's what we should be praying for everybody. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. When? <laughs> When's that happen? Right? Go right back to that. Let's just read it backwards. It's like playing a record backwards, I guess. All, that, all that's going to happen, right? When you get a what? Complete knowledge of his will and spiritual wisdom and understanding. When you get that, okay, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So all the while, so while we're doing this, all the while, we're getting to know God better and better, closer and closer, right? Like we were singing about this morning, relationship, relationship, knowing him, we're growing, we're growing in knowledge, we're growing in all that stuff, right? And then pretty soon, all of a sudden, it's just like, bang, here it is. We're living a way that honors and pleases the Lord. That's important in our life especially when we're talking about the will of God. Because a lot of people want the will of God, but they don't want to go through what it takes to get to the will of God. Does that make sense? Mm. 
A lot of people want to pray for God, touch this situation. I want your willingness. And he's like, but you don't understand. You haven't wanted my will in anything. You're not reading about my will. You don't know about me. You don't know about my character. You don't know about anything. But you want me to show up in a mighty, mighty way in your life. Do I think he can do that? Yeah. But I think there's an expectation that we're, we're putting on ourselves to think that he's going to always do that for you in every way. And the truth is, we got some stuff to do with this. The truth is we need to understand who he is and his character. If you really want his will to show up, you need to understand what his will is. All right. And I love it. It says that it will produce every kind of good fruit. I'll tell you right now, like you cannot judge a book by the cover. You judge everything by the fruit that it puts out. Because, you know, you'll have people walk in this church and go, man, this is weird. We're out. And I'm like, well, just look at the fruit, man. There's fruit everywhere. Lives change, people change, community change, world being changed, people being set free. I'm like, there's fruit in that. So if you don't like it, I'm sorry, you don't understand fruit. But if there's fruit in what you're doing, so when you look at people, I don't judge people. I just want to know the fruit in their life. You can tell me all you want about what you're doing for the Lord and all that. I want to see the fruit. Right? Because if you're truly changed, if you're truly walking with him, if he's moving in your heart, then guess what? There's fruit. There'll be fruit that we're going to see. <laughs> mm. All right. <sighs> and all that so you can follow the will of God. <laughs> <laughs> kind of goes back to the first question. How do I know it? How do I, what, what is the complete knowledge of God's will? What, what, what does that mean when he says, I, I want, we're praying that you get complete knowledge of God's will. So you need to understand what that is. So. Um, basically it's a, I think our biggest issue there is the discernment of actually listening to him and understanding what he wants. Um, so I'm going to tell you how I do it. (laughs) There's biblical and there's scripture for it, but this is what I do. Uh, so the first thing I realize is that when I'm listening for God's will and I want to surrender to his will and I want him to do something in my life and I don't want it to be me, I actually have to let that go and put it in his lap. Like, um, Let's see. If you really want God to do something, then, then you can't mistake in your own thoughts for God's will. So I've got to let go of personal bias of what I want. Um, is this making any sense? Like, because there's stuff that you really, really want in life. There's stuff that, that you're going to say, but I've always wanted that and I deserve that, right? That's a desire. There's a bias in you. So therefore your prayers are like, Lord, please let me have this. Like, like, Lord, I just want this. You know, it, it, once again, you're asking him to bless something um, that you've already wanted. And, and, and it's, that's not bad. I'm not saying you can't desire things. I'm not saying you can't want things in life. What I'm saying is that you can't already make up your mind about what you want and then ask God to bless it. Right. His will will give you that answer. His will will make that true if we surrender it to him. So you can prefer something. You can think about something. Uh, and submit it to him. So you gotta, gotta, you got to let him guide you in whatever direction you, you want to go. You can't say, God, I'm going left. Tell me where to go. <laughs> I don't make any sense. You got to say, Lord, tell me where to go, and I'll, and, and I'll let you guide my way. I'll let you lead me, and I'll just follow through with that. So when you desire to follow God, when that desire to follow God actually outweighs your, a certain outcome that you've already determined in your life, then you're probably hearing God. So when your desire 
doesn't outweigh the fact. So let me get this right. So I'm desiring to do something. When God's will for my life that pulls me away from that outweighs what I desire, I'm probably listening right. right? But, but then when I say, but what's his will, then you hear him and you're like, but I don't know his voice. Right? So, so biggest thing is submit, to, submit everything that you have a question about to God. Tell him to take it. Uh, I'm going to go to Psalm 37. Um, I'm just going to read from 1 to 6 just because I like it. Psalm 37, 1 through 6, it says, Don't worry about the wicked or envy those who do wrong. For like grass, they soon fade away. Like spring flowers, they soon wither. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take the light. This is where I was really going. Take the light in the Lord and he will give you what your heart desires. It says, commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate, radiate like the dawn and the justice of your cause will shine like the new day sun. So come on. This, so he will give you the desires of your heart. And I'm not saying of the desire of your heart of what you want. The desire of your heart, the desire of your heart should know, be to know him. The desire of your heart should be to be close to him. He'll give you that desire of your heart is to draw close to him. In that, you'll understand his will in your life. You guys getting this? All right, so surrender it that way. That's the first part. We're gonna surrender to him. We're gonna give him what he wants. We're gonna give him our personal desires. We're not gonna be biased. We're gonna give it to God. That's the first thing I do when I hear, when I've gotta make a decision and I'm like, Lord, have your way. Then I can no longer sit there and just, you know, I just gotta pray about it and let him have it. Next thing we're gonna do is meditate on his word. This is important. This is why knowing your Bible is so important. This is why reading your Bible is so important. I'm doing a, a kingdom class in November about reading your Bible. So if you're a new believer and you're like, I just don't know how to read this thing, then please come to the kingdom class. I want to walk you through how to read the Bible and, um, and how to walk through that to give you the best knowledge you can actually have uh, in this case. And then you can determine if that's good for you or not. I'm just going to teach you how to read the Bible. So when that comes up, if that's something you need or you've been desiring, then Look, I sat in the dark for a while with that. Can I tell you that? When God wrecked me and I gave my heart to him, I had no clue. And nobody came along beside me and pulled me anywhere. I just simply kept showing up to church, sitting down, worshiping, because I knew how to worship. That was easy. I didn't know how to read my Bible. I didn't know any of that stuff. I'm like, I mean, I told you before, my worship music was Randy Travis, because he sang about church. I didn't know anything different. I just need to hear church. I'm like, somebody, like, I just need to hear about Jesus. And then I got those wow, was it wow CDs? When they had, you know, CDs, yeah. The wow CDs, man, those are it, man. I'm like, woo, I can listen to this all the time. Okay, so the, the point is, is that I did not know these things and how important they were in my life because nobody wrapped their arms around me. So if you've been sitting in here and you've been going, man, this is great, I gave my heart to Christ, but I don't read my Bible, I don't know how to read it. Don't feel like you don't, like, like you can't ask that question. We're here to equip. If we're not equipping people to do what they're supposed to do, we're not doing our job. We're just not gathering here to, to get a big crowd. So not when it's so important for the will of God to understand the Bible and to read it. This is so important. His, everything's in there. Because if you're going to make a decision, you want his will, it shouldn't contradict the Bible. Let's put it that way. Not everything is going to be in the Bible, but it shouldn't come against it. Does that make sense? So if, you're, if your will is to do something, you're like, well, the Bible doesn't say I can't. You really need to read the Bible enough to see. Because <laughs> there's probably some stuff in there 
that doesn't verbatim say you can't, but it's probably hidden in there in some other ways because that stuff wasn't around back then. Does that make sense? All right. When I say does that make sense, that means I'm teaching today. Because <laughs> if you don't make sense, I'm going to keep going back through it until you, it makes sense. All right. Oh. And like I said, you're going to read the scripture. You're going to understand who God is. When you understand his character, when you understand who he truly is and how he walks and how he talks and all that good stuff, you're going to line that up with what you're trying to do. It's just like kind of like uh, knowing a family member, right? You spend time with a family member enough, you kind of know what they want and what they don't want, right? When you meet a new family member for the first time, right? You don't know what they want. You have no clue. So it's like chaotic for a while because you're like, what do you like? What don't you like? What's going on? Are, I mean, is this good? Is this bad? I, you don't know. So our walk with God shouldn't be that way. If we're close enough to him, if we're spending time with him, pretty soon you're going to know what he wants and what he doesn't want. And therefore these questions about his will are going to be answered really quick, right? He's going to make it well known to you. Mm. And that goes with the fact that if you actually like, look, I'm not saying topical. If you go to the Bible, just searching for something, you're going to find what you're looking for. It's probably in there. What I'm saying, don't stop at the first thing you read. <laughs> A lot of people will say, what's the Bible say about this? Boom, that's it. All right, I'm good. And they forget the other 10 verses that say, but watch out for that. Right, and they get so hung up on the one verse that says that's good and they forget about the other things that caution you about other parts of the same thing you're dealing with. Does that make sense? All right, all right. Wanted to get that out there. I'm just saying, understand the Bible, read the Bible, spend time in the Bible and your answers are gonna be in there. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. His word, light it up. Show me the way, Lord, guide me. So therefore, if you're ever concerned about God's will, that's the first place we go. <laughs> Read this thing. Understand who he is. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. All right. So we're going to pray. So we're going to do that. We're going to meditate on his word. Then we're going to pray about it. This is what I do. God gives me something. I surrender it to him. I get into scripture and go, does this line up? All right, Lord, it lines up. This is possibly what you want to do. Then I've got to focus on it in prayer. I've got to come to prayer, and, and I'm talking about focus prayer. Lord, I need you. This is exactly what I need an answer on. You can do this. Make it easy for me. <laughs> Let me understand what's right and what's true and what's good, and that's in prayer. Uh, kind of like the land, it was very easy. I can't tell you that when I got off the floor that I absolutely knew that the guy was going to give us the land and not the building. But I had peace in my heart, which shocked me when he said, I'm not selling. I was like, that's weird because that's not the peace that God gave me in my heart. And he just wanted me to ask for the land. He wanted to make me uncomfortable. I think the Lord was going to use that. He was going to make me uncomfortable because when the guy said no, instead of me shrinking down and backing away and going, well, it's over with, thanks. He said, step out of your norm and now ask. Right? Ask and you will. There's a lot more to that. <laughs> so yeah, that's the most obvious answer to any question about God's will is to pray about it. All right, so we're going to pray about it. Because a lot of times when there are big decisions, tell me, tell me that big decisions don't bring anxiety, fear, worry, 
Think about this. You're buying a house. You're like, where do I live? Is it the right house? How much does it cost? Can we afford it? What's the schools like? All of a sudden you start going, oh, all this stuff I didn't think about, right? So you start worrying about those things. Where to go to school, you know? Well, they don't offer this program, but this is what I want to do, but that's the school I want to go to. Or, and it's like, you start getting built up with all this stuff, and that's not what the Bible says. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So we're not going to worry about stuff. Right? How are you going to know the will of God? Quit worrying about it. <laughs> it's funny how he'll work that way. It says in James 1, 5 through 8, I like it when I hear pages turn. If I don't hear pages turn, I'm going to assume it's on the screen. You're just going to go with it. If I hear pages turn, that means I'm going to wait for you. You brought your Bible. You're not even using it. You told me not to call you out today, Weston. He goes, I brought my Bible. Don't call me out. You're not even using it. <laughs> I love you, Weston. <laughs> James 1, 5 through 8. Oh, yeah. There's another Bible right there in a purse. You might want to pull that one out. I can't believe you didn't randomly sneak down and grab that when I was staring at him. James 1, 5 through 8. It says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are unstable in everything they do. There you go. <laughs> Where's your loyalty, God or the world? I don't know how much farther I wanna go into that because I can tear that thing down. Because the world will tell you everything you're supposed to do. The world will tell you what success looks like. The world will tell you how, how everything's supposed to be done by the way everybody else is doing it. And this is what I'm supposed to look like and what I'm supposed to wear and what I'm, how I'm supposed to talk and what I'm supposed to drive and what I'm supposed to live in. Mm, that's what the world will tell you. It doesn't mean the Lord doesn't want you to have those things. What it means is that the Lord says, you gotta be, it's got to be up to me, not you. Ask me what I want and only me, and then you'll get what you're supposed to have and operate in whatever that is. So does that mean following the will of God can cause some disappointment in your life once in a while? Yeah, because you think your way is the best way. <laughs> Sorry, we're human. We're like, it's my way. This is what I want to do. And he's like, stop. If you just trusted me, I'll tell you the right way. It might cause some disappointment for you because you might have to turn down a job you've expected to have. You might not live in a certain place you want to live in. See? I, I can, it's a simple question. Are you doing stuff just for you or did you ask the Lord? Because it's up to him. But there's so much, I mean, everybody's like, yeah, but you don't, I understand. Like, I understand all the variables in that. Well, I got to live, Yep. Believe it or not, if it's his will, he'll take care of that. You just got to have faith to do it. The problem isn't him. The problem's you. Your lack of faith to believe in what he really wants to do in your life has nothing to do with him. 
He's a good, good father. And when you're following his will, he'll make it happen. All right, the next thing I like to do, so that's after I pray about it. Uh, read his word, prayed about it, turned it over to God. Then I seek everybody else's advice. Not everybody, I'm lying. I seek others' advice. So, so, so this is big. Uh, even in this church, we have an elders board. So we have six members on an elders board where we get together when it's big spiritual decisions. We all talk about it and we pray about it and we get together until we come up with an answer. That's wise counsel. Why? Because they're put there for a reason because we understand their trust. So in other words, I can't come in and do whatever I want in the church. Does that make sense? Like if I want to make a major decision in this, in this family, then I'm, I'm, if I'm smart, I want the will of God, which means I'm going to the elders and I'm saying, this is what the Lord's put on my heart. Can you guys pray about that? Right? So we're going to pray about it together. We're going to, we're going to see counsel for you. What's that look like? Go to somebody you trust, uh, uh, somebody you know that knows the word, somebody you know that, that is spiritually ready to answer questions for you, that has wisdom and knowledge in that, right? That can pray for you. Could be a pastor, could be a friend, could be a father, a mother, whatever that looks like for you. Seek advice. Not everybody though. Like, don't come up here and go, hey, guys, I'm just going to take the first five hands. Um, I want to buy this car. Should I buy it? Because there's bias in that too, right? There's bias in that too. And even in the advice you get from other people, even though they're praying about it and they're seeking wisdom, there's bias in that. So, so the point is, is if God wants you to make a decision, you're going to have to make it. <laughs> and if it's his will, then you've got to trust in him. Now you're going to seek advice. You're going to go to other people. You're going to ask them because you want wisdom, right? You want knowledge. You know, Proverbs 15, 22 says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. So we have to take these things to people we trust. We have to take things to people and actually go, hey, can you give me some advice on this? We don't want to be a lone ranger. Oh. And here's the thing, as you're surrendering that stuff to other people, you're not here to please them. Does that make sense? You're not here to please anybody else. That's what probably makes this the hardest spot ever when I have to make decisions for a church because I'm not here to please anybody but him. So I've got to hear him clearly. If I'm not hearing him clearly, he puts people in my path that I can get counsel from and get wisdom from and we can pray about it. We can come in unison and we can move forward. And then I have peace about it. But I'm not going to do it to please anybody. Like this is not a, 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 well, Jimmy back there, he was the biggest giver in the church and, and he really wants you to change the carpet to red. Go find another church. Because if the Lord doesn't say change your carpet to red, we're not going to probably do it. I'm not saying never. That's a word I'm trying to get away from. The Lord will tell us what to do. But what I'm saying is we're not here to please people. We're here to please him. Right, and, and what I'm asking is that you have trust too and you have faith and, and you're hearing from God and I'm hearing from God, right? And if you hear something about me or want to talk to me, come talk to me. I'm, I love conversation. I love input. I love all that stuff. Uh, and I'm going to seek wise counsel about things. Does that make sense? And you should do the same thing in your life. If it's for anything in your life, you should be seeking counsel. Don't do it on your own. Unless the Lord speaks to you the way he does. And if that's how he speaks to you is he says, hey, and he like gives you an audible word that says, go do it. You probably don't need to go get everybody's approval. There'll be times I think when the Lord speaks that you just move and you don't need to ask everybody else's opinions. 
But on those moments where you're still praying about it, and so then you seek counsel and let them pray about it with you. Is that good? But if you hear his voice, man, whew, he doesn't want people that are standing by. If you hear his voice and you know it's him and it's, it's his will, then you better jump. Because that's what he's been waiting on. He's waiting on a lot of people to jump. Just do what he wants you to do. Galatians 1.10, there's a scripture for you. I'll slow down for you here. Galatians 1.10. You got it. I'm waiting on you. If Weston gets to it before everybody else, then I'll. You got it? All right. Galatians 1.10. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be a Christ's servant. Would not be Christ's servant. So it's biblical not to please people, but to please God. That's your goal. That means a goal means it's what I'm striving for, <laughs> right? So I'm striving to please God in everything I do. What that means, sometimes I got to humble myself. You're going to have to humble yourself, right? Pride will be a big issue with all that because you want to stand up and say, but this is what I believe. And if you're actually asking other people's advice and you're trying to get counsel, you need to take a step back, right? And say, okay, maybe I'm talking wrong. Maybe step back. Let's hear what everybody has to say about this, right? And then we grow in that and we move in that. All right. So then we, so there we go. That's a, let's see. Um, so we surrender to God, read his word, focus on prayer, seek others' advice. And then this is one that, that might catch you off guard, but think through things logically. People go, logic? <laughs> logic doesn't align with what God wants you to do. It's usually not logic. He says, cross the river. And, and What? You're, or cross the sea. What, what, like, what do you want us to do? You're going to part it? Really? That doesn't, it's logically, that doesn't make any sense. But we have to look at things logically. You have to look at things logically. You have to at least consider the logic. Consider it. Proverbs 14, 15. Only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. Carefully consider your steps means we're going to use logic. Right? If the Lord doesn't say jump, then we're probably not going to jump and then go, man, I knew that was a cliff. That's why I have a wife. I'm the one that goes 100 miles an hour. My wife is like, hey, baby, there's a wall right there. I know you're running fast. I know you want to get to the other side, but there's a door right next to it. If you take the door, it's a whole lot easier. So my wife does for me. She has the discernment. I have the drive to go. She's the one always speaking to me going, you better slow down. Because I'm like, no, 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 let's go. And she's like, nope, let's add some logic. So there isn't anything wrong with logic, but we need... It, but when we, as long as we're using God's values and not the world's values, does that make sense? So logic using God's values is important, not the world's. So it's okay to use logic. Uh. Because God's values are completely different than the world's values. Think about this. In the world, success, prestige, all that stuff in the world, that's a world value, right? So what they say is that this is what it looks like. It means you make a lot of money and you got all this influence and you can do all these things. The world says that's a value and that's logical. And in your mind, you could say, well, I didn't grow up with anything, so I want something, <laughs> right? Like I don't, you know, I grew up, you know, waiting in line for food. I don't want to, I didn't want to do that the rest of my life. 
So logically, I had to make some plans. I had to say, hey, you know, what, uh, what can I do? You know, so in my head, I didn't want to do things, right? So there's a world value and then there's God's value. So what, what's God value about that? He, he doesn't care about money. You understand? He doesn't care about all that stuff. Does he, does he want people to actually be promoted into positions and to make the influence that can influence? Yes. I believe God wants our entire government to be filled with Christians who actually listen to him. I believe that. I believe that he'll put you in positions of authority in places because you can make change happen, right? So his value is in that. He's like, look, I've created you, molded you. You're really good in this. I want to put you in that because you're going to rise to the top in that. Then I'm going to use you to influence everybody underneath you. That's how God wants to work. But it doesn't mean you have to have that to make a difference because he'll use you in anything if you let him. Because what you're really good at is what he's going to use you in. I'm telling you, he'll use you. It doesn't matter. If, if you're really good at twiddling your thumbs on the bus, God's going to put somebody next to you and he's going to be like, talk to him and twiddle thumbs with him. It's going to change their life if you're willing to listen to him. Is that, is that making sense? Different value. God's value is like you're a person who I've created and molded and breathed life into. And I made you really good at some stuff. So man, use that stuff. But then along the way, things happen and you're going to be like, somebody's going to offer you a job and say, well, look, I can pay you three times as much as you're getting paid, but it's going to be in that city. And God's like, but I brought you to this city. And you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to seek the will of God. And it can't be, but I'm going to make all that money over there. Don't worry. We'll just drive back and forth every once in a while. No, you won't. Because you're lazy. <laughs> you don't come to church every Sunday anyway. <laughs> So if you lived four hours away, that ain't happening. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you can't just focus on that and say, but that's better for my family. When God's saying, you don't even know what I'm about ready to do. Right. Right. And whatever decision you make isn't going to mess up what God's trying to do. Does that make sense? So there's not a decision you can make up that, that's, that's going to mess the sovereign will of God. Right? You, you can make a bad choice. Now, here's what I do believe. You can say no to what God put you in a position to say yes. And guess what? You just miss out on being part of it because he's going to go to the next yes. And all of a sudden you're going to be standing on the side going, well, he's never used me that way. And he's like, I tried to 30 times. And every time it was too much for you. Every time you weren't willing to take a step. Every time you weren't faithful enough. Hmm. Proverbs 16, 9. Hurry up. Help her out. <laughs> Put her oxygen mask on first. <laughs> you there? Good. It says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. All that to get that little verse. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. I can have the greatest plan in the world and there's nothing wrong with pursuing. I'm not saying don't, if you have dreams and goals, you can actually pursue those things. That's important. I think God put some on your heart. He wants you to do those things. If it's his will, man, but we've got to walk through those steps and actually surrender it to him and actually spend time in prayer and read the word and say, Lord, but it doesn't mean as your dreams go away. He says, there's seasons for everything. He goes, right now I've got you here. And pretty soon, once you complete the task that I've asked you to do and I do what I really want to do, which is why you're here, I'm going to move you somewhere else. 
He'll do that. And he'll say, now I'm going to use you over here. Why? Because you're obedient. Does it mean that you're going to leave? No, you might stay in, in the one place the rest of your life. Why? Because you're making a difference. And he says, I need you there because you're of influence there and I can use you there. Ah, all right, I'm almost done. I'm supposed to be teaching. And the last thing you got to do, this is my favorite part about actually the will of God is actually take action. <laughs> To me, I'm not a, uh, I like planning, but man, I like moving. Like, I like going and doing what he asked me to do. I, the, all the other stuff is just build up. I'm like, like, I already saw what he wanted me to do. I prayed about it, I read about it, let me go do it. <laughs> so I'm like, somebody open the cage. Like, let me run. I just want to go. That's probably my favorite part is doing what he wants me to do. Because there's, it's the fruit. You start seeing things happen and you're like, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Now, and guess what that does? Build your faith. Everything builds up from there. Uh, Philippians 2, 13. I'll read there. I think, I'm, yeah, let me read 13 and 14. Good job. Proud of you. Kind of. You're a good man. It says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Stop right there. God's already working in you, giving you a desire and the power to do what pleases him. It's already in you. The power's in you. The desire's in you. Mm. Then what stops us? <laughs> us. We stop us. We stop us. If God put it in you, he's put the power in you to do it. You're only not doing it because you said no. You stopped you. It says, and then when you do it, do everything without complaining and arguing. Maybe that was for the teens. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in the world, full of crooked and perverse people. Come on. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what, he, what pleases him. It's already in you. And then when you do those things, see, it doesn't say what you like. It doesn't say he gives you a desire to do it. It might not be what you really like, though. It'll give you the desire for it. So you'll be hungry to chase after it. And he'll give you the power to do it. But when it first comes, it's probably not going to, you know, I think the first time I had a Brussels sprout, I think I was like, no. <laughs> not having one. But then he gave me the desire to try it with all that butter and stuff. I don't know. Oh, man. Then I was like, and the power to eat it. And then I was like, woohoo. You had desire, the power. Mmm. I'm on Jesus. It's time to go eat. Uh. Whew. You guys get that? Yeah. Take action. Do what he asks you to do. Once you understand it's him, there should be nothing that slows you down at that point. The only thing that slows you down is fear and anxiety. And we've already talked about that. You pray about those things. When he says move, move. When he says go, go. 
Your job is to discern what, what his will is. And that's what I was trying to share with you. I want to go right back to the very first scripture we shared in Colossians. I'm going to go back to nine. I just want to read it again so you can see how this all goes. It says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. So, man, we ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. Why? Because it's his will. You know how hard it is to, to not please him when you're doing what he wants you to do? How hard is it to not please your parents if, if you're doing everything they want you to do? Just think of it that way. You know, he, he loves us. We're his children. He's like, just do what I say. All right, and if we're doing that, then guess what? Man, he understands it and it pleases him. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. Man, what are some good fruit that we should have in our life? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. All that stuff flows out of you, right? When you're doing his will, that stuff's just created. Like, isn't that awesome? Like, you don't have to think about that stuff. If I'm walking in his will, I've already gone through all these steps, man. I've prayed about it, read the word about it. I know who he is. He's operating in me. I already know he wants me to do this. And all of a sudden, these things just flow out of me. Come on. And that's how we change the world. That's how we shine in the community. That's how we shine in darkness. That's why darkness has to flee when we walk in the area. Why? Because we're walking in his will. If I said we're supposed to go to Millbrook and God said go to Montgomery and we're in Millbrook, chances are we're in for a battle. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to change Millbrook, but I wasn't the one he wanted to change it. Does that make sense? Maybe one of you were, but, but it wasn't me. I don't know. So I'm just trying to let you understand that when you're walking in his will, man, things will happen. You'll get some resistance, but they will happen. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that. So if you want to know what God's telling you to do, his will, surrender everything to him, meditate on his word, pray about some stuff, right? Seek advice from others, right? Think through it, add a little bit of God-valued logic, all right? And then go do it. <laughs> My favorite part, just go do it. It's awesome stuff. Come on, stand to your feet. I want to finish up today. You guys get something out of this? All right. Did you get something out of this? What are you singing? Nothing. Okay, you're not singing nothing. I love our teens. I'm telling you, man, at the end of the month, they're going to be leading worship. They're going to bring the word. They're going to take over this place. And I love that. I love the fact that we equip them to do that. They have an opportunity to do that. How else are you supposed to build that in the kingdom if you don't give people a chance to do what God wants them to do? And you don't have to wait till you're 30. Uh, come on, let's just pray. Let's just ask God to touch right now. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this family. I thank you for everybody here. I thank you for everybody watching online. Lord, I hope that today your message just penetrated their hearts. It gave them courage. It gave them knowledge and wisdom. But, Father, man, I just pray it gives them this energy to go out and do what you want them to do. But, Father, I pray right now it just settles in them and they start hearing your voice. They start understanding what you want. They know your will. Oh, Father, there's so much you want us to do. Father, we just want to be used by you. So Lord, just, just use this house. Speak to us. 
move in us and through us. So, Father, I ask you to strengthen faith in here. Mm. Let those in this house start believing, Lord, that, that, man, when you say you're going to do it, Lord, we just got to trust. It's not our timing, it's your timing, Lord. So we pray you make that clear to us. You speak clearly to us, Lord. Father, I pray for relationship with everybody in here, Lord, as they draw close to you, Father, so that your voice is so easy to hear, your heartbeat so easy to hear. I pray that they seek you out in that way, Lord. I pray right now we hear your voice so clearly. So, Father, we love you. Man, we just want you to have your way. Continue to do what you want to do. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for everything you're doing. Everything in this house, everything in the world, Father. And we, we, we lift it all up to you. We're continually praying for what you want to do in this world. And if we can help in any way, we're right here, Lord. We're, we're, we're standing by. So we love you, Lord. We thank you. We just surrender it to you. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said amen. Hey, guys. So here's the thing. We're going to have our prayer partners on the side. We have the two crosses on the side. If you need prayer, please don't hesitate. Go get prayer today. If you're struggling with some of that stuff, if God's put stuff on your heart, but you don't have the courage to step out in that faith, then please come. let us pray for you. Let us just do that. Don't leave out of here today the same way you came in. So guys, just do that. We'll be here to pray for you. There's no hurry to leave. We love you. We thank you. Be blessed. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. I made the time. Look at that. <laughs>